It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. It's hey! Friday! Woo-hoo! What's where, going on? Where, where's G? I don't know. Uh, Nuggets. G uh, texted me and said he woke up, there was no power in his house, and that came at that text came at 1057. So I, I gotta say I love G, but that sounds very fishy. <laughs> I mean So he's on his way right now. Nobody nobody has more power outages and traffic than G. I, listen to anyone out there watching in Lakewood. Glasses. <laughs> If, uh, if anyone out there in Lakewood's watching, is your power out? Just let us know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let us know. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, today is a great day. The Lakewood shit. It is. Do we know what's happening today? What is happening? Friday. My parents are in town. Mikey's parents are in town. The Big Ten Championships start at Spire. I'm disappointed in you, Jay, in particular. You don't know what I'm talking about here. The first spring training baseball game. Oh, it is. The, the Guardians don't play yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I said the Guardians open uh, tomorrow. But there's a couple of games today. I didn't know there were games yes. today. Wow. We're now, actually going to have baseball We're on not going to see many of the stars. I doubt we'll games. see any of them. Yeah, but, yeah. But, or maybe for two innings and then they'll, gotta, That's they'll, it. they'll chase but, a team uh, Just to see. I want to go home. today? I didn't know that. Uh, I can't even remember who's playing. I think the Yankees are playing. I think the Mets are playing. I think there's a few other games. Very but nice. It's like three or there's like a couple of games where it's all like in a, Florida? a major league team against co- a college team. Oh, I think yeah. it might all. I think it's all Florida teams if I remember okay. correctly. Mm, okay. But I, uh, I nice. just to go home, put on MLB Network. And, and hear the crack of the bat. And hear the bat. And it's not tape. Right. Because I'm such a diehard that I will, as I'm flipping through, I will stop on Bally's and watch a rerun of right. a July 13th game against whomever. When all the sports were shut down. Yeah. I know I am, but that's how much I love baseball. When all the sports were shut down during COVID, I was watching Korean League Baseball on ESPN. Then see, I, I'm never uh, that desperate. <laughs> I was watching it because I have at to like at least five in know the some of the players. Uh, you know, I I would put it on. I'd get up early. My son would come in. We'd watch Korean League baseball. Man, <laughs> I thought I was a diehard. I will not. I I won't watch Korean League baseball. It's not even like. Buddy. It's not even Japanese league, which is a Korean. Japanese, I might watch. Now you got to be a real diehard. Yeah, be sitting up for watching the Korean league baseball yeah. at five in the morning. That is a, a die. I'll tell you this though: there a couple of years ago, we were on vacation. We were uh, in up in the Cape Cod area, and my wife and we were with uh, Kirsten and Corey, as well. They would, tr- they whenever we would be in an area where you'd see a ball field, yeah, they would be like, uh oh. Because I would always want to, I would see the light standards, and I would say, yeah. "Hey, let's let's swing by there, see if there's a game going on." Because it would just be a random Cape Cod league, which, yeah. by the way, if you've never done and you're a big Very baseball good. fan, great oh baseball. my god, great I just love the atmosphere. The environment is great. They're mostly in neighborhoods. Is it so a wood bat? It is. Yeah. yeah, and they're all prospects. You know, they're all very, very good college right. players. And oh, wow. I've known a number of guys that have gone through there, and it's just, it's, 
it's a really cool environment because they're in neighborhoods. Yep. Many of the parks are actually in the backyards to homes back right up to the field. Like the sandlot. So they, yeah. you know, they build little structures up so they can elevate and see over some of the stands. They put their seats in there and uh, their chairs there. And it's just, uh, th those are really fun watches. Yeah. I don't know any of the guys, but they usually have play-by-play -play teams. Guys like yourself, young in college, yeah. when you were coming up, doing it for the experience. Some of the yeah. games were broadcast, some of them were just tape recording. But it was it's a, it's right. a really cool environment. Yeah, yeah, I encourage yeah. that. Busy show today. Um, we're going to get a diet update. We're all, do, we, do we have a bet today? We do have a bet yeah. today, and the okay. diet's already changed from yesterday. So it I'm has. glad we waited to do it today. Right, yeah. So, first of all, let's get the bet out of the way. Did you win last night? I did not. I had the Cavs. Yeah, and they lost by six. They lost by six. They were favored five? by two. So yeah, yeah. not good. Yeah. No, that not was playing well down. And we're going to talk again. about the Cavs. We'll right. break that down. And so he has a bet today, right? He's got his bet today, and it's I'm... brought to us as always by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. When you use deposit code Sports, you'll receive a second mm -hmm. chance bet up to five hundred dollars. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey. To help you win big cash prizes, check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And remember the BetRivers Sportsbook coming to the Hall of Fame Village later this year. A lot of things going on at the Hall of Fame Village. And that will be open, I'm guessing, every day. As far as I know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's and your podcast, give us an update on that. When uh, does that start I still again? have an exact start date oh, yet. We don't know yet. Okay. A I, couple weeks, though, maybe. I'm hoping March 6th, but uh, I... I a little frustrated that we don't have an exact start date yet, okay. but we, we should have soon. Well, we'll get that ironed out. Okay, yeah. now to the bet. What's yes. Your, what's your bet? So I'm doubling down on the Cavs after losing with the Cavs yesterday, which I probably shouldn't <clears throat> because the Cavs haven't been very good on the road. But Atlanta's a bit of a mess. Uh, the Cavs have surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, they're a young team. They've actually done very well on the back end of back-to-backs. They've, they've covered, they've won eight of their last ten on the back end of back-to-backs, so... I like the Cavs to, to on the money line, straight out win in Atlanta. Today. Now, for those that don't understand it, let's educate so they're yeah. more likely to get involved in this. Right. Money line plus 108 means? That means if you bet $100, you win $108. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a slight underdog for yeah. the Cavs and, to win. And money line's just to win. Yeah, money line's the winner. Yeah. And, and I like those bets better. Yes. Because so often in games, and last night was an example, you see them all the time. Yeah. That money line can, or the the point spread can be a loser on a stupid bucket that right. means nothing. You right, see it all right, the time. Bad right, beats. Right, yeah. So, um, all right, uh, diet update. Go. How you doing? Yeah. So you're 24 hours it, in. It's so bizarre because le so obviously this diet was really really strict, and I called my guy. Um, Dr. It was May. a shake in the morning, a shake at lunch. Yeah. And a sub 500 calorie. Frozen dinner. dinner for dinner, and that was right. it. And that was it. And I called my guy yesterday afternoon, and I was like, I don't know that I could do these shakes because I find them really gross. I when I took the afternoon shake, I was like nearly throwing up. I was so wow, just because I found the taste so. I just don't like shakes. I don't like I don't like that type of stuff. And he was like, Okay, we're gonna switch this up. The reason I suggested shake is because almost all of my clients like the we like knowing exactly how many calories you have, and they just like take the shake and that's it most people like shakes yeah i'm not and one they're, of those they're high in protein right so he said all right we need to here here are some options we need to find other proteins 
that are high in protein, very low in calories, blah, blah, blah. So I'm replacing the shakes already with either white meat chicken, shrimp, uh, tuna, sardines in water, all that in water. And did he give you an ounce amount? Yeah, like four yeah, ounces yeah. Or... Three to five ounces, depending on how many calories and how many grams of protein. So you did that this morning. Then I'm, I'm guessing you had a protein in the morning. Yes. Yeah, so this morning I had three ounces of like shrimp cocktail shrimp, little shrimps. Yeah. I had one small chicken tenderloin. It was like an, I think it was an ounce and a half. Right. And then I had lettuce and cucumber. And that was my breakfast. Okay. And, that's, and so that's, last that's night I was like, I, because I had done this with the shakes and I had my meal and my meal was tasted like the greatest meal ever. I bet it was a frozen, it was like two little frozen meatloaf with some mashed potatoes. Was it filling? Did it? Did it, it was very filling. Off? I wasn't really that hungry until like nine o'clock last night. I was right. like, I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First day. Really? So I, I, I did, I did, I, and I'm, I gotta tell my guy, but I, I did take a little bit of shrimp last night, and I had an apple because I was just like, I gotta have a little something. Just something because I'm losing my mind, and I'm like, I still had under a thousand calories. I think I'll be okay. And that's I'm, a huge reduction. What, what, yeah. what is your total amount of calories for the day? Uh, about 800. I can't. It was about 800. I'm not going over a thousand in a day. That's yeah. tough. I'm and like going cold turkey, essentially. No, that's uh, bad to hear. You've had two you. shots, I'm guessing. You started the shots. No, the shots are once a week. Oh, just once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And what? what I feel much better today, shot? though. I was shaky yesterday, but I feel much better. What day so, did you? Uh, I took it yesterday. So I mean, it's so early in the yeah, game, yeah. And, so, and you know you had hunger um, cravings last yeah. night. Are you feeling like for what little you've eaten today that you should be hungrier? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much the Wagovi has taken effect in, you know, 26 hours right. at this point, but right. I don't feel hungry, even though I was actually, I had my very small breakfast and I was full at the end. So I, I, maybe it is playing a role already. Maybe it's yeah. a well, mind game. I got a long way to go. Let me, let me ask you a question because yeah. here. Yeah. One, I believe in adjusting your diet. But you have to combine that with exercise. Yeah, you, I did. You, I you have to do that. Yesterday too. I did it. I, did I had it. some people ask me about that because yeah. yeah. I, I talked did. about that. Part yes, of it. I did. I, you know, and that's been a challenge too because my knees have been hurting and whatever. Right. But I did a forty-five minute walk yesterday. That's nice. Which that's was good. good. And did then you do I, treadmill or outdoor? Outdoor because it was beautiful yesterday. Now today it's going to be colder. Yeah, I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the gym, the right. re, the rec center in Rocky yeah. River, right. and I go walk around the basketball court. Nice. But um, I did 45 minutes, and then my son and I had a catch for 20 minutes. So that's. And then I was then, well then he was hitting off a tee. Well, I, I wasn't doing much for that. What, what do you think you were doing? And I know we're going to move on, but what do you think yeah. we were doing? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for your amount of calories before the diet. I asked him that. What he wasn't do you, sure. God, I don't like I, I, I've kept track of my calories in the past, but for the past, you know, six, eight months, I haven't been dieting at all. So I haven't really kept track, but I, 
I mean, I got to imagine four or five thousand, maybe. Right. To, to, yeah. To maybe go more. From there to so uh, that's to a thousand. I'll tell you, it, this is going to be fun for us. Yeah. First of all, you've got a huge support system yeah. here. Yeah, I appreciate. Uh, that. I told you that yesterday. Yeah. But all of us. We're, yeah. We're, no, we're I know. It's great. Yeah. If you ever, and I know it seems like maybe a moment of weakness, but if if you need a pep talk, and it's one thirty in the morning, I keep my ready on. <laughs> Freaking call me, man. I, and I'm sure we all speak. We're all in this with you. Yeah, I appreciate and it. And what's going to be Steve fun for us? And I mean it. I'm not just – that's not lip service bull. No, I know you mean it. I, I appreciate it. I am really, really pulling for you. I, I know – it's not a matter of I, do I know you can do it or not. You've done it. Yeah. I was listening to you on the radio and followed your weight loss journey the first time, and I was yeah. – I didn't even know you, Bull. Yeah. But I was so proud of what you had done mm-hmm. and your accomplishment, and I thought, wow, there's uh, a guy that had a problem – Yep. faced it head on. And I remember listening to you one night on my drive home and you said, I got to be honest. I don't even, I don't even think about eating all the bad stuff that I used to. Anymore. I was in a good place. And I thought he has arrived. I thought I now, had, and that's part of the, the tough part for me mentally is I'm so angry with myself that I let myself get so heavy. We're, yes, we're going to make it. So you fall but, in love with yourself. But again I feel that, good. And I feel, I, I was glad that I felt like I, you know, I, I got to get used to eating different foods. I have no, right now, listen, it's early. It's easy for me to say it. I have no desire to eat any bad foods. Like, right. and, and, you know, think it's, about, it's an adjustment. But. Think about uh, Aaron. Yeah, of course. You know, that's what I, I would know. think about because Aaron's a young kid. He's nine years old. There's a lot going on in my family with yes, my wife. I'm not getting into all You've the details You've got a lot right of motivation. Now, but but I got a lot of motivation right now. I feel good about it. We're here for Thank you. you. Thank and, you. And you know what? I, I, I'm also going to tell you because I've had a number of viewers yeah. already ask me about it. Because yeah. they wanted to, two people asked me, well, what was the exercise piece of it? Because it's got to be yeah. in tandem. And right. I forgot to ask that bad job by me. Yeah. However, I'll say this. Um, I think that with with the drug, with that help, and with your with what you're doing, you're going to literally, if you miss the show for a week and you tune in, you are going to see a noticeable difference. I think the first two or three weeks, it's going to be stuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my weight, the starting weight, I'll say, it was 359, which is the heaviest I've been in a very long time. The, the, when I was like 35, I weighed uh, 375 pounds. But this is the heaviest I've been. So I'll, I'm expecting to lose 20, 25 pounds in the first couple of weeks. Maybe yeah. I won't. That's what I've done when I was heavier before, but I'm yeah. much older now. Right, so right, maybe right. I won't lose that much. I bet you it's what's going to fly off of you. Yeah, and this is just so. step one of your journey. It's step one. It's a step long... two is perhaps the weight loss surgery, yes. which is more long-term maintenance. Absolutely. Right? Well, my dietitian uh, has basically cre- is creating a five-year plan for me. Wow, great. Like to, great. So, okay. Long way to go. All, All right, we're with you. We're cheering you. we're cheering you on, brother. Busy show today. Uh, Charles job. Oakley's going to be Good here. Job. I've got Good a job. lot of questions for Charles. Love I Charles can't wait Oakley. to talk to him. <laughs> um, I know you, you're a long-time buddy. That's my guy. Uh, he was one of my favorite he, players. So I loved his style. Loved watching him play. I, you know what? I don't know that there'd be a place in the game for Charles today. Yes, it would. It's such a yes, pansy you have to game today. Game a little though, no? It's oh, such a pansy he, game, though, he, Brad. Here, Char- <laughs> let me. Let, let me he tell was you. the enforcer. He was the enforcer, right? And and this is what is wrong with the league, in my opinion, today, right? They have eradicated these people. Right? That's why I say. And, yeah. And so, but he has a play. I don't care what arrow you put him in. He, he would be. He'd be okay. He just but, wouldn't be able to be the player he right, wants. You'd have to adjust your game. Yeah. yeah. But he's great in the locker room. First of all, right. Second of all, he has the respect of his peers. I don't care what age they are; they all respect Charles Oakley. They do. And the second thing that you you need a guy like that. He he's a truth a, a, a truth to power guy. Okay. Right? 
He's going to give it to you straight. I've been, a lot, I've been in rooms with him where he was giving the business to Jordan. Really? Right? Yes. Wow. We're keeping everybody honest around here. Everybody's honest around here, right? How That's did Jordan how, handle that? He had, I mean, we were all grown men, yeah. young men, but you had to respect the guy for yeah. just putting it out there, yeah. right? I think that's what happened in the in the last dance. That's why the guys like Scotty and Horace got so bad. Yeah. Because you only telling one side of the story. Sure. As much as you were giving it out, they were giving it back to you, right? All you, of them? Oh yes. Wow. Oh yes. And it wasn't in a malicious way. Sure. Helpful. It was right. constructive. Right. But that's what made the team better. Sure. Because there was a there was that high rapport. Right. But Charles so, was leading. Charles will be here. Got a list of questions. I'm sure you guys do too. Can't yeah. wait for that. Also, we're going to talk Guardians. Uh, top five first basemen in baseball. This was easy for me. I don't know. I thought I, five was was a tough call. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, one through four was pretty easy. Yeah. I thought. Well, whatever. But you're yeah. going to disagree with we'll my one. It. I've got a, I've got a reason for it, but we'll explain. I that think later. there's a debate between one and two. You do. Okay. I good. do. Yeah. I thought I, there was a debate in one and two too. I thought about it for yeah. a while. Um, my Definitely guy. Josh Bell is not in the top five. He is not in the top Good, five, unfortunately. Nice player, neither is Josh Naylor. And uh, Josh Cavs Naylor. and Nuggets last night, 114-109. Yeah. Disappointing loss. Um, I know I know that, you know, the Nuggets are the one in the West. Right. I know that Jokic, this dude's unbelievable. Yeah, I look at him and I'm like, shouldn't be that good. He's like a big blob. Yeah. He reminds me, I, 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 don't, I don't want his play doesn't remind me of Larry Bird, but a, a the bit. emotions that he elicits <laughs> when I look at him remind me of what I used to a think. Big. Before I watch Larry Bird really play, but the guy is just absolutely—he does everything. But at least well. Bird wasn't chubby. No, this guy's got <laughs> baby fat on him. I, I mean, Mike was there's the no game. definition to his body. I, so I was, was there last row. night. What did yeah. you think of him up close? So I told. So I got upgraded seats. Super lucky. Right. I was six rows off the court. Oh wow! Like right on the. You were behind. Side. Um, uh, I was sitting right next to Colleague and CC. Yeah, right. they were on the baseline. I was on the nice. like, sideline, but yeah. yeah, right there. Very cool. And shout out to Maddie for the seats, and then we got upgraded from wherever the seats were supposed to be to Very six nice. row. It was awesome, awesome time. Sorry, Anthony, because they were really Anthony's tickets at first, but he had to bail out <laughs> last minute, so that kind of sucked. But I told my buddy Eli, who works for the Sixers, "Hey, I'm I'm sitting really close for Jokic," and he goes, "You're in for a treat. There's not another player in the NBA like him, which you kind of know watching, but he yeah. goes up close and personal. It's not the athleticism; it's seeing." how precise he does everything, but how dopey he is. He looks like a giant sloth who just took melatonin, <laughs> wobbling up and down the court. He does. Throwing so bullet well passes behind the back on the money. He had a couple loose turnovers as G. Bush walks in here. G. Bush. But overall, it was the quietest 24-18-13 ever. And yeah, he I know you had every texted facet that. Of the game, and there was never a point where it was like, are you already on camera, bro? He's Come on. I was watching with the uh, with the box score open, so camera, it wasn't bro. a quiet <laughs> accumulation of those stats for me. Like I was aware of where he was pretty much all, in all three at all times. But you you really struck on something. Here's the way I describe him: an awkward tactician. He is. You're right about the deliberate. Like it, he's so good with his footwork and ever all of his. Tactics are good, but he does it in a very unballerina style, which is why I don't think we've seen anybody quite like him, have we? And he's super physical. Real quick, Brad. The other thing, and you notice this up close and personal, he is super physical. Like he's not chiseled. Like he's not leaning muscular. on you, you mean? Or it feels like playing him would be a pain in the ass. Like he's yeah. leaning on you the whole time, and he every screen he set, he's hitting somebody. Like yeah. he was for a European, they get sometimes the they're not that tough tag. Oh, he's this dude's tough. What's the? Is there? A, comparison because I was thinking last night when I was watching him I can't really think of another guy that 
I can say he is exactly like. I don't think there's a guy he's exactly like, but he's a he's a throwback because first of all, he's skilled. Yeah. And I will tell you one of my things about current today, they they don't they're not as skilled as as, yeah. as the guys from before. The fundamentals have been eroded. No, he has all his fundamentals. The other thing he has is that side. because he's from Europe. Yeah, because thirty years ago, they didn't have any skills. No. Then we took the camps over to Europe. And then when we took the camps over to Europe, I mean, the NBA started develop, helping them develop their, their game. Yeah. And then the broadcast, what happened? The NBA started broadcasting in Europe. Right. So live games would come on 3, 4 in the morning, and those kids would be watching, right? And that's how they got their games developed. But I will just tell you, <clears throat> Jokic is skilled. He is skilled, and he's heavy. He's like size like Lambeer, but he's got more finesse to him, and he can lean on you. Where you down, so a young kid won't be able to take that. Second of all, you can't move him. He does not. He's not to be trifled with, right? <laughs> at all. Not to be not trifled, to be trifled with. with at all, right? <laughs> and the other thing, he just plays. You look at those numbers. Put those numbers back up, Mike. Yeah, one thirty, Steve. One thirty. So I would tell you to get this number of points, this number of rebounds. Okay, you're big man. You can probably get the double double, right? The assist. The assist. You know how hard it is to get 13 assists? You know how hard it is to get six or seven? Can he win a title? I don't think they're going to win. You don't? I think he's a, I was saying this in the gym last night, he's the regular season MVP. He can't seem yeah. to translate that to a seven-game series. Why is that? Why I, we... Because a seven-game series is different. Now I got you. It's different. You yeah. have to be able to uh, be able to get a spark to get a jump on somebody. And I got seven games to get it out of you, right? It's not like we bouncing around games here. Sure. Right. It, it, there's, there's no room for error in the seven game mm -hmm. series. So if he's dribbling a ball, bringing a basketball up and they got to run, you know, they pick and roll, they play action. That's slow and methodical. So now in seven games, I'm looking at Joker. I see him coming up the court and now we can do some things. I, I said the other night, I said, well, if he's going to bring the ball up, let's test his conditioning in a seven game series. You know what you could do? You could put somebody on them and say, pick him up at, at three-quarter yeah, court. But, G, to your point, it's not the seven. I'm just trying to win 48 minutes. Yeah. And see, when I win yeah. 48 minutes, it changes the dynamic for the next game. Right. Use right? that. Because I'm just trying to win that moment. I'm, and when I win enough of those moments, the next thing, a series can turn. Sure. And then some of the strengths that you bring to the table, now they get negated because you got to play another way now. Mobley had a nice night. He had a great That's night. Nice. But crazy. You, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of a comparison to I, Jokic. And what was the name of the guy who came over from Europe later? Arvidas Sabonis. Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah, Sabonis. Sabonis. A him. little bit. A good comparison a, a little bit. But, no? but, but I think on steroids. It would, it would have been Sabonis. Sabonis was more like that when Sabonis was, was, was healthy. Was in, in, Europe. in yeah. Europe. Yeah. And was younger and healthy. Right. I wonder about his durability long term. How long can he do this? Well, you, you know, in this game here. You know, he can play because the way they play it now, but at some point you got to become fit. You have to. I know. It's like watching John Daly win yeah. a golf tournament. Is it possible I, I was he's like, more fit than he looks? He's I definitely more fit than he looks. Okay. Really? Because he looks soft, man. He he, he has. He has. He, real quick, G, he's played, just for the record, he's played over 70 games every year of his career. Like, he's he's played since 2015 he, he came to the league. That's amazing. Uh, he's 28 years old. He played 80, 73, 75, 80, 73, 72, 77. He's played 52 games already this year. That's I mean, in this day and age, that's, that's – These guys don't do that anymore. Serviceable yeah. strength. He has service. He has functional strength. He has basketball functional yeah. strength. I think 
when you look at them, the difference is when I look at the playoffs, there's a couple of things that you could do that's a little different. Like as a coach, we killed the Cavs. Joker gonna get his. But Porter Jr. Yeah. in those threes was the dagger. He he had 25 last night. You look at Contavious Caldwell Pope, 17. Yeah. And, and those guys, they combined for 10, 10 three-pointers. Yeah. So these dudes are the ones that are killing you. Sometimes somebody's gonna say, well, if Joker's gonna get 50 on two-point shots and nobody else gets theirs, yeah. I'll take it. Well, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't shoot the ball very well last yeah. night nope. and, uh, from deep. And I think that's that's a problem. But I I, I Keep going back to the one point. We have yet to resolve the problem at the three. Right? That has no, to be resolved. It's still there. Very it's much still there. there. I don't care what. What's Adam. wrong with Danny Green? Well, Danny's coming off an ACL injury, and I was like, okay. We were told he was ready to go. Well, I guess. I don't know, right? I'm not, I would have liked to have seen him last night. And so I said, I was hoping hey, for that 20 point game last night. I said, <laughs> I said, so, so was I. So here's your story. We almost got an Evan Mobley double double. He played really well. Though. Well, and then he, but he only got two out. shots in the fourth quarter. Here's which is what, a problem. yeah, that's that was a problem. the problem. So here's what, here's I think the discussion for the Cavs is this: we've talked about this throughout the season. For some reason, close and late, they look clunky, and in particular to me, Donovan Mitchell looks clunky. He took some bad shots. He made some bad passes. He didn't look like a closer with a killer mentality, and. Now, he's had moments where he has, mm -hmm. but there, to me, for him to be considered that elite superstar, right now, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in him being able to put a team on his back and close them out late, and he certainly wasn't able to do it last night. Well, well I'll say this. He, he has the ability to do that. I think the, the, what I see. Consistently, Brad, because he the can do the it. The problem, is not the, the problem is the consistency, but it is this. There seems to be an clunk in the clunker in the scenario between he and Garland down the stretch It's like who is doing what here right and then you find yourself doing things that when I'm going to close and there's one guy closing it then we know who's the closer right yeah and this you know can a team have two closers it's tough I mean you can have you have great players but when I need the when I need to close it who is there's typically one person closing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. How did Wade and LeBron finally settle that? Because in the first year it was obviously the, the chemistry was off. Well, but once Wade, they figured it Wade, out, Wade stepped his game down. Instead of yeah, that's all he had you. to. He yeah. had to. Yeah. That's also because you. you can't have two closers. The four other players have to know who we're going to here. Who or is setting the screen through. for? Right. At least who is it running through? Right. So that when you do something crazy, like, what are you doing? That wasn't supposed to be you. I, I think yeah. the closer has to be Mitchell. I think Mitchell is better equipped for it. I think he's I better agree with that. I, I think by, he's better suited for it. By the way, fans are starting to go crazy. We're already, I'm already starting to see people like, we shouldn't have traded for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, no, that's, all these stupid no that's stupid. By the way, no, that's good, stupid. Good, good, ta uh, good tweet by our guy, Anthony Lima. Since November 1st. So the Cavs, you may remember, first few games in October mm -hmm. were red hot from three. Yeah. Since November 1st, so this is most of the season, the Cavs are 20th in the league in three-point mm -hmm. shots, three-point percentage. Wow. 20th in the league. During that same time, Philly's fourth, Boston's seventh, Milwaukee 12th. So That's the difference. You, well, in uh, this NBA, 
It's hard to win consistently when you're 20th in well, three Well, I would say this. Because it's the, a three-point game now. Well, the three-pointer the three is, is fool's gold. It is. It's hot or cold. It's not, you know, you're not going to get anybody shooting a 50% clip every day. The, here's, the, here's the problem. The problem for us is that it would be better off if you had a solid person at the three that could do certain things, right? The three-man got to be able to score. You don't have to be just a shooter. You got to be able to score. But doesn't, but, but, but part of that is what Bull's saying. You need, and, and, and to your point, last night when the Cavs did collapse on Jokic, he was able to kick out and guys were hitting right. the shot. Okay. They, they can do Eventually, that. I can go to the other end and get me a bucket. There's a reason why I was screaming for Carmelo Anthony. I'm not dumb. I know what to do. I know this game like the back of my hand, right? The guy they need is in Brooklyn. That's what they need. He's in Brooklyn. I don't care that he's 37, 38. The skill set that they need is sitting in Brooklyn, New York. You've been consistent on that from the beginning of the season. Uh, he, he, you, you keep getting this effort from Isaac Okoro. Because I, I, you look at his plus minus, he's minus seven last night. Two I'm points. telling you, I'm ready to cut bait. I'm done with Okoro. Uh, Two points. He's got a role, right? He's got a defensive role, but... He's never going to be that guy, no, though. But and Carmelo keeps you honest. That gives Garland and Mitchell the leeway they need, right? You can't slough off of him. No. No. That means you got to shade closer to Carmelo. Guess what? That gave me an alley for Mitchell to get down the pipe. Right. So tell me, why oh, yeah. are they doing it? Well, huh? why well, they doing I don't know why. I'm not, nope. in, the, I'm not in the financial but business here. I don't know why they're doing it. Huh? Nobody's signing. He hasn't played yeah. in over a year. I, it's, I get what you're saying. But they I do, think it's money. The Cavs right now have right, four hundred thousand yeah, dollars, and they, anymore, they, they kick into the tax. They do need a long-term answer. At this they need position. a long-term they answer. Do, I mean, they got to do something. But, I don't know how but easy to, it's going to be to do. You, you've got to you've got it teed up for a good run here, right? We're going to quibble over a couple dollars. Well, it's not. It's a not couple a couple dollars, dollars that's that they the get into tax. See, once here, you get into the tax, Jason has explained this a number of times on the show. Once you get into that tax. It gets incredibly punitive really quickly, and it hamstrings you moving forward. So well, I, that I, means I, you I, have I, to relieve yourself of a couple people. Well, my guess is though that they didn't so, that Carmelo Anthony not being signed by the Cavs has nothing to do with the money. At this point, they can't. You know, I'm just guessing like nobody signed. No, no, right? I'm not saying that had to do with I'm not. I'm not saying that. Where is Carmelo? On I know he hasn't officially retired, but we haven't heard anything from him. Like, no. hey, I'm out here. Listen, you remember three years ago when nobody wanted to sign him? Well, now yeah. that was three years yeah. ago. No, yeah. no, but here, nobody remember nobody would touch him. I know. I did. Portland game a break. And he went to Portland and did what did business, right? You're right. Then the Lakers said, uh, let me read you over Lakers. Right. Yeah. But he was sitting on the sideline. I'm saying it's worth kicking the tires. Maybe they have and maybe they found out he's just not ready yeah. to play. I, you know, I don't know. Even though, yes, uh, two days ago, someone asked Kevin Durant about a possible Mellow reunion in Phoenix. And he said, I'm talking to Mellow. I'm seeing if he wants to play. Oh, really? That's a couple days ago, yeah. Well, now, see, if I'm Mellow, that's most likely where I would go. I, I, I would sure. pick Phoenix over Cleveland. I, just I, I, I look at and he's it. really good friends with Chris Paul. Too. I know. I know the prob so problems that, with yeah. the Cavs at three is this. They got four dudes with, with only they're only good at one thing and they can't combine them like a transporter. Jenny is good in open court gives you energy and, and can bounce around a little bit. And he can hit an open three occasionally. 
uh, you you got uh, Stevenson, who's a bulldog. He gives you grit. He gives you a little uh, defensive prowess. He he's a guy that brings that attitude to the table. Isaac Okoro can defend. Uh, he can move his feet. He's athletic. And then the last guy is Karis LeVert. He can get hot. He can shoot. He can probably get you 50 if he's what? on. But if, if he's off, he's going to be disappearing. What? And all of those things, if you combine them into one player, yeah, they'd be great. The problem, right. G, is none of those guys, and LeVert's the best player of the four. Yes. But none of those guys are starting players on a good team. No. Right? I mean, the only one who could be a starting player, period, is LeVert. The other guys aren't starters at all. Shouldn't be. No. And but even Lavert, you don't want him starting on a good team. Like he's like a bench guy, and they don't have. You know, it seems silly to complain because their other four starters are all high-level players. Yeah, yeah. But what we're talking but, about here, though, when you're talking about where they are, which is yeah. upper tier, right. to being a, a true contender, and right. I, they're not. Right. But to be a true contender, you've got to be complete. You can't have a hole because, it, to your point, in a seven-game series. Where's that hole? Going They're going to exploit going it. To explore right. it. A good coach is going to going know to it, it and exploit it right away. And yeah. right now, the Cavs hole, and I, I didn't know those numbers, Bull. That's a great stat. And we, we know this to be a three-point shooting game. Yeah. We know that. And you can't be 20th in the league in three-point shooting no. and be a contender today. Well, it's well, impossible. Well, this is what you're going to find out in these last 20-plus games. These are primarily a lot of uh, – you're going to see your share of playoff contending teams. Right, and they're going to find a way to pick and prod, explode, uh, exploit your your weakness because they may see you, right, in the in, in the playoff, right, and so they're going to test all their theories right now. Yeah, you see exactly. You won't see it for forty eight minutes. They're going to try things out though. They'll try things out, and here. they'll file that away right. and say, okay, well, we see you later in the playoffs. Right. We're going back to our file. Right. What worked? Test this today. I'll tell you, and I want by the way, Pat tomorrow. Riley is, um, you know, and I know yeah. Spolster is the coach, but as long as Pat Riley's in the right. organization. Well, but Spolster's got, a great coach, too. He's become a great and, coach. And yes, I want, yes. it, to me, it has zero to do with Kevin Love, but I want nothing to do with the Heat just because they're a playoff-tested team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have experience. Well, I, I want nothing coach. to do with them because the Riley-Spolstra right. uh, you know, combination is can be deadly yeah, to a team no that's, they, that's actually they, better than them. They proved that. I they want, have proven that. I want to see if JB is smart enough to understand this, right? When you watch the Cavs, you can hide a few things. They're, they're not at the, their peak potential, and you're not going to be able to possibly get a three right now. So what you're looking to do is, if you're JB, you have to look at your offense and say, where are we hmm. bogging down? Where are we getting tied up? And, and when you look at, you know, your guards, Darius Garland, he's doing good. He's doing good when he's distributing the basketball. The problem is you have a night where Evan Mobley is really, they can't guard him down there. He was giving Joker, Joker fits the whole night. And so, JB, eight I would have. dunks. It, eight, and, and he's being aggressive. I would have loved to see JB say, hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. Joker is going to get his on offensive end, but we need to make him play defense, too. We're going to keep getting the ball to Mobley. He's doing a good job finishing, and you guys be ready to shoot. Inside out, going inside out. I think the Cavs, if you're going to have those two bigs down low, they got to almost revert their game to the way the game was played back in the day. If you got two bigs that can move, that can score, if you don't want them to shoot all them threes, slow the pace of the game down, make sure Mobley get a touch. Make sure Allen get a touch. Play inside, outside. And, and I know that's not the conventional way, but to me, that's the only way they're going to be able to, to – to contend with some of these other teams that yeah. play a fast pace. The good, the, the, and we're gonna have a good week because uh, Isaiah 
I uh, was in conversation with him yesterday. Yeah. So he's coming on here. We're trying to Is he? we're trying to make it happen Monday. Nice. So he's going to wow, let me great. know today. That's great. Because I want you to hear his take on it, right? Because yeah. he sees all these guys. There's enough stuff for NBA TV and, yeah. and analysts uh, stuff. But I want you to know his take because you have a, a guy when he went to Detroit, he was running the show, right? And they were, they were decent. But as they started accumulating pieces, Isaiah had to step his game down to allow Dumars to come forward and Aguirre to come forward. Lambeer. And Lambeer well, to You know come what? Forward. Let me ask you this because I've always wondered this from a distance, and I've talked to Isaiah before, but I, and I've, I've never asked him this, but I thought the thing he didn't get enough credit for was he seemed to have that innate ability to watch something for a minute and then shuffle the deck and figure out how they best go. He knew versus each opponent – which of his other teammates was going to be the key that night. So he could change gears from three different guys. Monday night, it might be Lambeer. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night, maybe it's this one. But he had that ability, I always thought. And I don't know if that's something he worked on or if he spent a lot of time in, in looking at, at film and figuring out the yeah, opposition. He's, just, he's just a very intelligent guy. He was a savant. He's just a very intelligent guy, on and off the floor. Basketball-wise, he's a very intelligent guy. And then uh, his ability to understand the scenarios and situations – I got to feel like some of it had to do with him being at Indiana, right? And, and, and under Bobby and getting some doodles from, from Bob Knight and then understand that <laughs> being able to process things quickly, right? Right. And say, what do I need to do here? Cause he could transform himself. The other thing was he was the, he was the closer for the Pistons. Yeah. Even, he was. When, even though he was, it took down a step but down role. I think that's because he was the biggest star. Right. Too. That was but, obvious. But down the stretch, if you needed something, they knew it was going through Isaiah. Yeah. Right, and he might have not been the leading scorer, but you knew it was going through him because he had the ability to close. That's why I say when Mitchell, yeah. he has the ability to close. You have to recognize that, and sometimes when you in that, when you're in that, you have to step your game down just a bit. Don't mean that you're an inferior player, mm-hmm. but this helps us win and, today. And team, team building is another thing. When you look at the old Pistons, I got down in the YouTube time machine about a week ago, looking at the way teams mix up. When you look at this, the Pistons had Adrian Dantley. Yeah. And he was a stone cold scorer. They took Adrian Dantley, moved him off that team, and then put in Aguirre. Put Vinny Aguirre in. Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre. Shoot, Vinny Johnson, Mark Aguirre. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I combine them. But then, guess what? They took off. Yeah. And, and so I was like, wow, why would you trade one of the and, greatest Well, sports? Zeke was Zeke was here. Right? Zeke, Zeke was behind that uh-huh. because he was like, he saw this thing with Dantley was not going to work. And they were like, and Dantley was, he, they loved Dantley in Detroit. They but did. like, you got to go. Yeah. And I would go get my boy Mark, mm-hmm. right? Because Mark brought a different thing. You didn't have that to. That was Zeke? Yeah. You didn't, he, they were, they were buddies, right? And so, I mean, he was the one vouching for Mark. Right? Sure. Because Mark was having some difficulty in Dallas. Right. Right. So he had to vouch for him. But you didn't with AD, you had to kind of feed AD all the time at a very slow pace. He was a pace. volume shooter and needed the right. points. Right. Right. And so this the other way you didn't have to do it. But you have to have people to understand yeah. how to get their games going. Guys, do we? McNuggets, uh, McNuggets go ahead, take McNuggets. care of it. We don't have Charles yet. Yeah. If you want to text him, Brad, I just sent him me uh, another email with the link. So okay. he should have that. But while yeah. we're waiting, we're going to get the Bet Jack read, and we're going to play a little NBA quiz here, and hopefully Charles joins us in a minute. But first, this NBA quiz is brought to us by Bet Jack. Hey, UCSS fans looking to get 
the ultimate sportsbook. Well, sports betting is now live in Ohio. You can download the BetJack app today so you can have skin in every game, anywhere, anytime. It's BetJack, Ohio's official sportsbook. Mike, before the quiz, I want to ask the guys a question real quick, or just a rapid-fire answer so we can get to Mike's quiz. If the Cavs lose in the first round, do you think JB should be fired? Uh, I think you look at it. Guys, I think you look at it. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's done. A, he's done. A, he's done a good enough job this year. Uh, I just think that the fact is, you have to fill the. You have a hole here. It's a significant hole, and it has to. Be, it has to be corrected. Right? Yeah. Before you I'll, can get a full yeah. assessment of what's going on here. G, I, firing JB. It all depends on what it looks like. If it's yeah. a, if it's a, if it's let's, a, say, let's say they lose in five or get swept. I mean, uh, I got to look at it then. I don't sweep. Dan, if five. Dan Gilbert was still in power, he'd be gone if they lost in the first round. But hey, I, if, things well, he's changed. still in power. We just he's yeah, not, but he's, he's not yeah, right. If, right, if, right. He, if he if he watched this hey. and wanted wanted to change, there would be a change. Hey, yeah. I can't do no gentleman sweeps. No four ones. No gentleman no. sweeps. No. If they get embarrassed <laughs> in the first round, right. you got to think about it. I, and, and we'll or, or if it's a close one, you go into next year, and then you start have, like Brad said. Hey, you got to think about spending money. You got to you got to think. Well, next fit. year they'll probably go over the cap. I right. assume. You, Although year, Kevin Love's money comes off the books, and Jenny's money comes off the does books. Does Kevin Love's money come off the books? No, I don't think so. Jesus. I thought Lever- has, I thought Karis has one more year. Okay. Yeah, I think he does. All right, let's get to your quiz there, Mikey. What is? What are we doing? What is the quiz? This is an NBA quiz, but I'm looking up Karasavar's contract real quick just to uh, I think he okay. has another clarify year. that. He has, according to SportTrack, no, this is last season. He's a free agent after oh, the season. Oh, well, that, that so is, that's a third that's play. does come off the book. So, so that's what, like 50, 60 million? That's a lot of, that's a lot of, lot of bread. Lot 30 alone. That's a lot of bread. And Levert, Levert's 18, close to 19. But I do believe, and Jason said this on the show, so this is not uh, breaking news, but the Cavs plan to re-sign Levert. Like they they see him in their long term. I don't get so. that. I don't either. Uh, yeah. he, he not that ain't. I, I know you got to have somebody coming off the bench. If they got the money to keep him, okay, cool, whatever. But they need a three. They they have to go out and get a bona fide three. And That's, it's not gonna be easy to do, obviously. Uh, yeah, because they don't have much trade uh, yeah. trade options. Um, Man, that's a. We should one of these days look up who the best threes are available. Free it's agency. a very weak free agency yeah. class, just to FYI. All right. So, all right. All right. So this Here is the go. quiz, based off the first half of the NBA season, and okay. some things that we have found. We just figure with the second half of the season starting last night. Let's let's go back and review. It should only take five minutes. I thought we'd do it quickly, but Here we go. Uh, we're waiting on Charles, so we could have a little fun with this. We're going to answer as a unit here, by the way. Okay. So all talk oh, about okay. it. We'll give an answer, answer as a group. Group answer. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I think we so. are ready. Question number one, Steve, take it. Which two NBA teams, and it's only two, currently have three players averaging 20-plus points per game? What uh, two just, teams? Just Philly? Which? Oh, who's the third guy of Philly? Oh, maybe, uh, what's his name? Two players the have New York. Three uh, players. Bias no. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, three over 20. Just Boston have a third guy ever? I would 20? guess Boston just because. But who would be your third guy? No. It's not Boston. I'll tell you. It's Boston. not Denver. They don't have three, don't have three guys ever. You know what? We might want to start thinking about teams that aren't very good. Right. Is you got Am I right? New Orleans? It is not New Orleans. Am I right though, McNuggets? I, I think it's Memphis. I, I, no. These are two teams I never would have guessed. I think it's okay. Atlanta. It's a good guess. Memphis? No. Could be. It's, I don't think it's Memphis. 
I, put it this way, if I had to put my life money on this before I looked it up, yeah. I would have lost very So it's gotta be bad teams. Charlotte. Charlotte is correct. Charlotte? Wow. Yeah, Ready? See, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and Kelly Oubre. Oh, my All God. Uh, I don't know. What's Charlotte's team? record right now? Not good. No, I know, but what, what are they? 18 wins? Uh, NBA standings, the Wait. Charlotte. There's another team, by the way. <coughs> are all three guys still on the team right now? Yes, yeah. Charlotte's 17 and 43. Oh, oh, Mike, my are God. all three guys still on yes. the team? Sorry, Sorry, Mike. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is there a third guy with LeBron and Anthony? Oh Davis? wow, this might be it. Is is Utah? is it is it the Jazz? It is not the Jazz. I thought it was, I was gonna say the Jazz. Uh, Sacramento? Phoenix. Nope, you might nope. as well name them all. Clip joint. You ready? What about the clip yeah, joint? Yeah, go ahead, give it to the us. The Washington Wizards. Oh god. Yeah, I, I, so Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. So it's on teams wow. where guys are just collecting points. Pulling That's it. up. The Sixers. Have Maxi who averages 19. And okay. Then I thought for sure Philly, if there they was, were close. Oh, yeah. Can we get Kyle Kuzma? No. Kuzma would be a great fit. Hey, would I'd be take a great Kuzma fit. tomorrow. Take that shooter, man. It makes a lot of money, though. Yeah, okay. All right, and these are all tough, by the way. Just These are just some random facts about this. Yeah, that's really tough. At least yeah. we got I would not have got that. I asked my buddies who are all big NBA fans. Mm. The most anyone got was four or five. So wow. this is a tough quiz. All okay. right, next question. Only three players in NBA history and one of them is this year, have recorded 500-plus assists and 500-plus rebounds before the All-Star break. Who are they? Jokic. Yeah, Jokic is correct. Mike, text, text me that link. Uh, yeah, I got you right now, Brad. LeBron? Incorrect. 500 Rus assists and 500 rebounds. Wow. Russell Westbrook? Correct. Oh, yeah. Westbrook is Magic? one. Magic? Oscar nope. Robertson? No. There you go. That is Oscar. number three. Yeah, you got to think triple-double machines. And uh, Magic. No, we got no, three. We got, we got all three. three. We got all three. Oscar Robertson, Brad, I'm texting you Jokic, right now. Robertson. Well, those are the three triple-double guys. Yeah. You know, that, that that's the collection right there. A actually, to be truthful, though, like, I, I would, you could put Luca in there, too. Like, Luca. Luca's coming up in a different question. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. No. Are you ready for question three? Yeah. And this question is actually a tiny bit outdated because he had his 22nd triple-double last night. How many of the 22 triple-doubles has Nikola Jokic recorded? How many games have the Nuggets won? Um, jeez. I'm going to say... How would we possibly know that exactly? As a guess. I'm going to say... Like, at least the others of them. 14. At least the other two questions I listen, were I, I wouldn't ask this if it was, like, 14 and 8. I'll say all of them. You're correct. They are 22 and <laughs> 0. Good when Nikola Jokic has recorded a triple-double, yeah. including last night, we made these earlier this week. Wow. He did Bro, record a triple-double last picture. night. If, if you took that yeah, picture to 100 NBA fans and said, is this the best player in the league? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Like, right. cover up his face, cover up his jersey and numbers. Just show him why. He looks like a guy playing rec ball with, with Mikey. He's, the line. He's, yeah. really, he's really pushing the envelope of what you consider to be good. Like, it's messing with your perception. Like, no, he is good. G. Like, no, he's, he's not good. He's great. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's super dope. He's going to win his third straight MVP. But but when you look at the third straight MVP, it messes with you because you go back in your mind and your Rolodex and say, did Shaq do that? They're like, no. Did LeBron do Did Jordan did do jo that? Did, did, I think, no, Jordan. It's Larry Jordan, Bird. Bird. Jordan did not do it. Bird, Chamberlain. We did this we last did this week. Today. Bird, yeah. Chamberlain, Wilt. Four guys. Right? Bird, Chamberlain, Wilt. Or Russell. I'll look it up again after this. Yeah, yeah but Russell definitely won. But, but you can, you, at the end of the season, when he pulls off that feet, you can show the picture of Jordan, yeah. LeBron, yeah. 
and Jokic and say, which of these three? This is crazy. Yeah, but one three. It's a joke that LeBron and Jordan did not win three. It was straight. voter it is, it is. bias yeah, and yeah. fatigue for sure. And it's also a joke that Kobe also won one MVP. In yeah, no, that is really That's ridiculous. All right, Bull, you actually alluded to this question earlier. I'm glad oh. he didn't give it away. You may oh. know the answer here. The Warriors make the most threes per game as a team, 16.9. Which team makes the fewest? And as Bull alluded to, the Cavs are 20th. They make 11.4. I'll tell you, I won't tell you what team, but whoever it is only makes 10.9 threes per game. Okay, so let's, the the teams, it's gotta be a bad team. They're gonna be a bad team. They're gonna be a really bad team. They are currently right on the fringe of the playing game. Lakers. Incorrect. The Lakers are 28. Damn, I knew the Lakers. That's a great guess, though. Yeah, the Lakers are horrible shooting the three. Uh, Um, So they're currently on the fringe. And this is in the West, right? They didn't say that. Okay. (laughs) He said it. He said it tricky. He said it tricky. He said it tricky. tricky. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Um, Let me see. Not Atlanta. Would you like a hint? Miami? East or West? It is East, an Eastern Conference team. It can't be Detroit. It is not Detroit. No, Miami? Not on the fringe. It is not Miami. They're all near the bottom. Those are all Pacers. good guesses. No, Pacers make a lot of threes. They make yeah. a whole lot of threes. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Someone on this panel may have played for this team. Oh, okay. The Bulls? The Chicago Bulls. Oh, wow. 10.9 yeah. threes per game. They shoot wow. the most mid-range and long twos of all. Oh, yeah, the Rosen. The, the Rosen is the mid-range. Right, right, right. They don't shoot a lot of threes, That's and right. they make no jump. fewer. Bird, Wilt, and Russell, by the way, the guys Bird, won three. Bird, Wilt, Russell, so three guys and, have done it. And this is this is gonna mess with. We keep going back to Joker because we can't believe it. If if you was to ask a person, he got three MVPs. But if I told Brad, I said, all right, is Joker a top ten big man of all time? He would be hard pressed to make it. Hard. Harper's. And he's thinking about it. Harper's. And he got the title, MVPs. If he wins a title, though, it changes that whole perception of Does it. Yes, it would. No, it does If doesn't. he wins a title. And he still has to do it for no, long. No, he hasn't it, even agree, gotten to, has no, he it, even no, gotten to a no, conference no, final? No, it one, doesn't. But it was the bubble year. <laughs> uh, no, oh, it, yeah, no, it doesn't. You, Ewing? Ewing. Robinson? Robinson. Keep going. Uh, You can go Carl Malone. Well, just start you with said, You said the big one. Kareem. Well, you want to go with yeah, so big one. Kareem, Kareem, Will, Russell, Shaq, Shaq. He's not making it. That's five right there. He's not Robinson. He's not making it. He's not making it. Patrick Ewing is seven. Wait, hold on, hold on. I think you can make the case with Patrick Ewing. I think you can make the case with Patrick Ewing, Okay, you can make that case. I think you could. If you looked at their career numbers, now obviously Ewing did it for a long time, but and very different types he of players. He does everything well. The game's so different now than when Patrick it, It'd be hard. That, so, so this is the misnomer. Like, hey, Brad, come... next week, let, let's let's make a list. You and me will get together. We'll make our top yeah. ten bigs of all time. Okay. David Robinson was the big fundamental, right? Yes. No, no, no. Oh. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Duncan. Let's call, let's call uh, Jokic the white fundamental. <laughs> he does everything really well. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's not pretty. Yeah. No, he's elite at all of them. Oh, he's elite. He's yeah. a lead passer. His best trait is his passing. He's He's Let's we, we need to do that list because I'm because there's. I think he might make the back end of the, the top ten. Are, are we separating power forwards and big men? No, I think no. Just call it just just the just well. Then you'd have to put Carl Malone. You got Carl Malone. Then you got Tim Duncan. You got KG. Listen, you could you could argue Yoko Dirk is better than Malone. Dirk. <laughs> He's not better than Dirk yet. He's not better than Dirk. Yet. <laughs> is he better than KG? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, KG was. He's going to have three MVPs. Like, 
I, I know different errors, and it's impossible to compare apples to apples. It's it's really apples to oranges. Three straight MVPs. He's gonna have three straight man. MVPs, and that has to count for it, something. It does, right? It does. Because KG never won it. He won I, one MVP. I mean, Steve Nash won two MVPs. You taking him over Kobe? No, t Steve Nash don't even break the top. That's the Steve thing. Steve Nash is a top five point guard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash a top five point guard of all time? I, I don't know five. about that. On my list, he's number five. Mm. Who's your top four? <laughs> Magic. Isaiah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to throw Oscar in there. Oscar. John Steph. Stockton. No. No? Give me Steph Curry over John Stockton. And then You're putting Steve, Steve Nash, Nash over John Stockton? Yes. I would. No. No. Yes. No. 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 Not even close. Steve was. And then, it, and then if you put Steve, then you put Steph Curry in there, it's a problem. You already got five. That's my five. Yeah, Steve Nash is five. I don't oh, have John Stockton got, in my top five. Come on, you got to keep Stockton? He's, he's, he got more assists than everybody in the history of the game. That's fine. By a lot. By, 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 it's incredible. All right, what's your next question? For his career. Okay, right. last question here. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic is currently averaging 50.3 total points, rebounds, and assists per game. So you average his three together. Who is the only player to average more than that for an entire season since the ABA NBA merger? Did, Russ, did what, Russell Westbrook do it? Yes, he did. Oh, that is the correct wow. answer. Right. He averaged in his 2017 MVP season 52.6 points, assists, Ooh. and rebounds. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame people don't they don't respect this game. You know Never what won. though? There could they, be they, it's crazy. There could be a rising of the ashes though. Yes, it could be. Because I think the situation there. We we talk about Deshaun Watson and the mental aspect. Can he get over that hurdle? I think Russell cares what people think about him, mm -hmm. and he quickly became the villain in why the Lakers sucked. Yeah, like, and that was because LeBron was weaving that narrative. It was like, and I thought that I don't. I just can't imagine that we saw a player. Yeah, do but he wasn't even that highly respected even before that. In the hell, he wasn't. He the wasn't. year he did that in he 2017. Won, the year he did that in 2017 yeah. or 17, 16, yeah. 17 season. Okay, when the year he did that, I mean, guys. But he's it, always been thought of as a selfish player. That well, he's no, talking, I, 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 I no, I'm not talking no. about like the winning and losing. I'm just talking about yeah. like, his stock as he, a player. When he averaged a triple double for the man. season, yeah, he sure. was the top of the heap. He he's been he's been misjudged. People believe he's part of that era where everybody liked to say empty stats. All those are empty stats. Anytime you do that on the court, he was playing for teams that had no shot. Oklahoma City after Durant and everybody else left, no shot to win. He was keeping them dudes involved. Westbrook, if you ask any single person in the locker room what they think about it, they say he's going to show up every day. He's going to play his ass off every 48 and, minutes. And he's going to give you everything he got. Well, he's he got his first game tonight for the Clippers. So. Yeah. I can't we go, wait to see by it. the way, somebody we embarrassingly left out with big men is uh, Charles Barkley. Well, see, we well, see I thought we were power doing forward. strictly big men. Yeah. Big, big, big men. He's a power forward. Like, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't want to throw power forward because into that mix because now, now, now got, it's like. Now you're diluting it. Yeah. yeah, and you're talking about, okay, we'll name the best guards. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah. now you got different categories going so, there. So, yeah, he, yeah. You know, I, by the way, uh, a guy who is, uh, who you played against, uh, who I always thought was one of the most underrated big men of all time because he played with so many great players was the chief, Robert Parrish. I didn't play with him, but I mean, I played against no, him. Okay. Yeah, in, in yeah. his era. Yeah. I meant yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah but, no, but chief was a beast. He was awesome. Oh, yeah, was tough. But, you know, you tough. had McHale and Bird and so many good players. Third all-time in the games played. 
Yeah, he was he was an awesome player. Dude, who's an underrated was. all-time big, by the way, and not necessarily that top ten tier, but yeah, neither in the grand scheme of things, Pal Gasol was unbelievable yeah. for a really, well, really, really, really I'm gonna long throw you a name. I'm gonna throw you a name that was he was a he was tough. Bill Walton was tough. Yeah, you know? he dealt he with some injuries. Yeah, but, but, oh, he dealt but, with but, injuries. But he, I'm gonna tell you what, Jay, when he came back with the Celtics, he was still tough. Yeah, yeah, he was tough. Yeah. I was like, man, and, I, and you seen him on with a bad wheel, yeah. And I, no. and I was like, and he was the sixth man by that point. In college, he was like and, the best. And I was, but hold on, those first few years in, in Portland, Portland, he was oh, great, yeah, crazy good in Portland. It, it, well, you, it makes you change the way you think about it because they, you know, they put Yao Ming in the Hall of Fame, right? So Yao Ming didn't play that well, not play that well, didn't play that. He was a great player too, but he was a great player. And if you say Mark Gasol, I could argue Mark Gasol and Powell Gasol. That's a very even matchup. I don't know which one I would say is better. I know uh, Powell got to play with Kobe and got some rings, but Mark Gasol was three-time de- uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah. So, you know, I think all of those dudes will make the Hall of Fame because you don't got to do too much. <laughs> you ain't gotta, <laughs> but they, the, should, they should just be an NBA Hall of Fame, yeah. not a basketball Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. They I don't agree do. with you. All right, um, we're going to remove memberships here. Still no Charles. Uh, we do have Justin Lotta in a sec. So what we're going to do here is do a little pivot. I'm going to do a membership read. We're going to bring on Justin. We'll talk a little Guardians. If Charles joins us at any point, we'll bring Charles into the conversation. Okay. But if you guys aren't a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, what are you waiting for? For a buck ninety nine a month, you can be a starter tier member. You get loyalty badges, custom Ooh. emojis to use in the chat, members only community posts for four ninety nine a month, less than five bucks a month. Less than 60 bucks a year. You can be my coaches tier member. You get all those same starter tier oh, perks, plus Lord. overtime videos, member shout-outs. You can text with Jason and certain members of the team during Cavs games and other events. You get discount codes for merch. Steve Becker says we forgot Moses Malone. Moses we Malone. did forget yeah, Moses did. It's Malone. It's funny because I was just looking five. at Hoops Hype did a list of top, ten, you know, top 20 centers of all time. Yeah. And they had Moses Malone number eight. They actually have Jokic at, um, at 12. Probably done was before that? this Wes season. Wes Unseld was 11. Was and, by the, d- and by the way, Robert Parrish was 13. Was it done before this season? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> it's from, yeah, beginning of this, right before the season. Yeah. Willis Reed, too. Was because I, 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 if I you think win he's three, gonna, I'm telling you, it plays <coughs> a different level. And I think he's going to win three. I think he's deserving of this third one. He's playing he good basketball. Yeah. Absolutely is. And we got Justin Lotta. And real quick. I'm getting roasted on the chat for the Steve Nash take. If yeah. anyone wants to go head-to-head, I'll go head-to-head. Steve Nash is absolutely a top-five point guard. We got Justin Lotta now of the Guardians, <laughs> Locked on Guardians podcast host. What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Justin was an intern at the radio station years ago, right, Justin? I was. It's been 10 years now. Hard to believe, right? How was Bull as a boss? I wasn't his boss. I mean, I don't know. Well, you were, Did you work with Yeah, Bull? we... Uh, <laughs> I was on with uh, Baskin and Phelps in the afternoon, but I, I ran into Bull occasionally. It was uh, always good to see him in there. Good. Treated you well? No, I was probably Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. <laughs> hey, what's your number? Uh, we'll let's go right in for the for the for where the rubber meets the road here. What's your number of wins? Um, I think conventional wisdom seems to be somewhere between 85 and 90. Um, what, what do you think of that? I think the number I've seen has been 87, and we've been telling people to bet the over on that. So I would say over 87 at least. You, so tell us why, because one of the one of the reasons I think the number is so low, because when you look at what they did last year, 
Um, I, I think on that alone, and, and based on they upgraded some of their weaknesses, and most of the major pieces are back, you would think that number went up. But I, my, my theory on why it's where it is is because the experts are fearful that what they did last year is going to be difficult to duplicate. You know, that well, first no, year to second year success. And another part of it is the schedule has changed. The schedule's different. So there's they not as they no many games against the Royals and Tigers. Or whatever yeah. against their, but what, uh, what do you think about why it's as low as it is? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jay. I think that has to do with the fact that it's going to be hard to repeat. I've said multiple times that when you rely on contact as your offense, uh, there's a lot of potential for random variance there. Now, hopefully the how they've changed the shift and the rules with that might help them out a little bit. But you also have a lot of young and inexperienced players. I mean, we've only seen Oscar Gonzalez for about a half a season. That was Andres Jimenez's breakout year. There are some people who are fearful that, you know, he could regress a little bit. And for the most part, you know, they were relatively healthy last year. I think Oscar Gonzalez spent time in the IL. Obviously, Jose Ramirez had a thumb issue throughout the year, at least the second half. Uh, hopefully him coming back healthy this year offsets whatever potential regression is there. And then, you know, they didn't get anything out of the catcher spot last year. Hopefully they will this year. But Mike Zadino's coming off an injury. And then as Adam said, you know, the, the schedule has changed. You're not playing 19 games within the schedule within the AL Central anymore. And the AL Central looks as bad as, as it has been. So now you've got to play a lot of other better teams, especially when you're talking about, you know, American League East teams, National League East teams, the Dodgers, things like that. So I think there's a lot of reason for people to be skeptical about it. But I do think they have the pieces to at least improve on last season or match their win total. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And I would just assume that the White, White Sox will be better this year, too. I mean, all, you know, maybe with a new manager. I mean, who knows? You never know from year to year. I think the Twins will be better. I, I think the Royals... White Sox lost a big piece, though. You know, yeah, losing I mean, a Brave, that's, sure. That's but huge. they had a lot of injuries last year. They had a ton of injuries. And, and I don't think they loved La Russa. Do you think that was a factor in why they performed so, so poorly last year? I think they might improve win total just without having Tony La Russa. I do. I think there was something yeah. to that. Um, I, but they also improved other places, too. I, I still don't think the White Sox are the biggest threat to, to the Guardians. I've been saying for a couple of years it's been the Twins, and I, I sort of haven't been right on that yet. But one of these years I will be, and I think the Twins have pulled above the White Sox. But, you know, both of them were in the race until the end last season. So a new manager and a new vibe in Chicago certainly could change things around for them. Justin, let's talk about uh, – we talked about the, the new additions there a little bit. Uh, Josh Bell – well, I, I think there's another gear to his game. How good do you think he's going to be this year? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, he, you want him to get some more power, right? I mean, he's had a 37 home run season under his belt. I don't know if he'll ever get back to that level. He was on a good path last season in Washington before the trade, and then things really went south for him in San Diego, and I'm not quite sure why, but... Yeah. I think he'll at least improve on what he did last year. I think, like you said, there is another gear to his game. He's proven there's another gear to his game. He's been a good hitter, and he has been a, he was a top prospect way back when. So I think he fits in very well with this lineup, too. He's a guy who can take his walks, which, you know, 
for as contact oriented as this team was a year ago, uh, they didn't draw a lot of walks. They were very reliant on that contact. So I think between Bell's power and patience and the fact that he also does not strike out, I think fits this lineup perfectly. And I think uh, if he has Jose Ramirez on base in front of him, that's going to be good for him. I, I am disappointed, though, that the Guardians didn't do anything to the, with the pitching staff. I mean, I, to rely on Savali and Plesak in the back of the rotation, I, I would have loved to see them go out and spend a little money on a veteran starting pitcher that's more reliable. Uh, even Quantrill, like, I, I'm not that comfortable with Quantrill pitching in the playoffs. I'd like them to have a steady, solid veteran that you're comfortable throwing as your third or fourth starter in the playoffs, and I'm disappointed they didn't do that. Are you worried about that? Yeah, in some ways. In some ways, I'm not. So the reasons I'm worried, I agree with you. I think, ideally, and this is not a slight to Cal Quantrill, had a great season last year and, and kind of defies you know projections and other metrics. But I think you'd be more comfortable with him maybe starting your fourth game and not right. relying what maybe happened with, with Aaron Savali and Zach Plesak in the ALDS against the Yankees. I think ideally you'd find someone to slot in behind Tristan McKenzie and really improve yourself because look what the Yankees went on. They added Carlos Rodon, and I know they've got injury issues in the rotation, but I think they just need that third starter right behind Bieber and McKenzie. And, of course, you have to worry about Bieber's you know, impending free agency in two years. I don't know that spending money on a free agent starter would have made sense for this team, but finding maybe a path or a trade, you know, we've talked about a lot how many prospects this team has and can they cash in on some of those and kind of rework their 40-man roster. That trade didn't didn't pan out, whether it was for a hitter or a pitcher. I don't know if that trade even existed for them. But on the other hand, if they can find a way to work some of these young pitchers into the rotation, if they can keep Cody Morris healthy, maybe get him into a rotation spot, couple other guys, you know, Daniel Espino is, is now hurt. Unfortunately, I don't know if he'll be able to be a factor in the rotation this year. You've got Logan Allen in the minors who could be a factor this year. Uh, a number of pitching prospects who could be a factor. So if they can improve internally using their pitching prospects, maybe that's an alternate avenue uh, for success in the rotation. Although you'd be depending on more young players like you did a year ago, which is, you know, always risky. Well, Justin, that's what they've done. They, they've pulled up these, these pitching prospects and somehow they, they all seem to, you know, strike gold. I was looking at the odds yesterday for the American League Cy Young, and I was a little bit surprised that I think Bieber was ninth in the American League. But I, I got to tell you, I, I, I love Bieber. I do. But I think the guy that's being overlooked in this race is Tristan McKenzie. I look at, I look at his stuff and his record last year. His record should have been far better. I think he was 11-11. His ERA was sub three. He's a swing and miss pitcher. I'm going to take him as my dark horse to win the American League Cy Young this year because I think he's got Cy Young stuff right now and he's only getting better. I think dark horse is a really good word to describe it. Last season was really his first full, healthy, consistent season. He was you know healthy all 2021, but had a bunch of inconsistencies throughout the year. Had to go back to the minors last year. He was good throughout the year, didn't go back to the minors, and he stayed healthy. He had health issues in the minors as well. But, you know, now he's got that 190-inning season under his belt. He knows his stuff is good. He he knows he can get anybody out. He pitched great in that game against the Rays. Not not such a good performance against the Yankees, but, you know, something he can learn from. I agree. I think if he can maintain what he did last year and maybe hopefully take a step forward, stay healthy, and continue on the path that he's been on, I agree. He's somebody you can talk about as a down ballot contender for Cy Young, and that would be great for this team. You know, Justin, you know, I'm a fringe guy. You know, I'm going to go to the ballpark, you know, a few times a year, pull him up on my Bally's app as long as that lasts. Who knows how that's going to work out. 
Um, but the fringe guys, we be asking y'all, you know, this team and a lot of baseball people be really coveting these prospects. Now, my question is, are these prospects going to show up and play sometime this year? Or are they just going to sit there and be prospects or are we going to trade them for somebody else? So, you know, these guys rave about this Espino guy. He's hurt, right? He got he re- he re-injured his arm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's out of here. Uh, Gavin Williams, is, is he going to be up this year anytime? No. Probably not. I don't not, think so. Okay. Uh, uh, Tanner Bivy, is he a guy who's good? or? I mean, he's good. Good, but, but I don't think there's plans this year, from this probably. year, Justin, unless I'm wrong. I mean, what do you think? I've, I've been kind of uh, trying to say for a few weeks now that I think Tanner Bivey could force his way up this season. It would be difficult. They have a lot of 40-man roster issues to work through before it could happen, and they have guys in front of him. But uh, to me, Tanner Bivey might be the best pitching prospect in the system when you factor in stuff and health as well. Health is it's a factor here. Right. Lord, you got a lot of second basemen slash shortstops. There's all I these- think that's why a lot of people were disappointed they didn't make a big trade this offseason. It's what Justin alluded to. Why he suggests instead of me suggesting go sign a veteran pitcher, maybe they should have traded for somebody instead because they do. I mean, first of all, they called up a million prospects. Well, they have 17 guys make their major league debut last year, and now they got all. They still got a ton of young kids. You can't. You, they can't keep them all. That's why they've basically given away Will Benson and Nolan Jones over the past six months for free. And so it's a, it is a little surprising that they haven't made a significant move. And why, Justin, I think they still might, hopefully, whether it's now or at the trade deadline. Yeah, you hope something emerges at the trading deadline. I mean, one one pitcher that people have really kind of talked about is Corbin Burns from the, the Brewers. You know, he had a oh ugly arbitration battle with his team. He's not mm-hmm. happy with them and, and how they went about that. And he's a free agent in two years. That makes things complicated because he's on the same free agency timeline as Shane Beaver, and who knows if they'll pull that off. But, they, you know, they have the prospects to – essentially trade for anybody it's just a matter if that trade exists for them you know they went hard after well i don't want to say hard but they were interested in sean murphy of oakland and didn't get that done because they didn't want to give up whatever oakland was asking for or you know there wasn't a match there but yeah teams have to be also interested in their prospects and they also have to be willing to meet cleveland's price as we've heard before cleveland yeah. is sometimes difficult to deal with in terms of <laughs> trades yeah uh, trying to fleece everybody because they do fleece everybody the benefit of the i would be hesitant to do a trade with the guardians because i would be asking this what what am i missing yeah. i'm missing something i don't know what it is because the, their track record has been yeah. really really good justin the changes are going to be really interesting to see a couple of things a how they all impact pace of play and the length of game but the other thing that I'm really fascinated about is what the shift is going to do. How much more offense will we see because of it? And Bull has made this point, and I agree with him, that the shift should benefit the Guardians more than the average team. Do you do you agree with that? And if so, why? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it should benefit them quite a bit. I think you saw a lot of times last year guys playing deep in right field for like Josh Naylor, Jose Ramirez obviously has been – getting hit with this for a long time. Even Stephen Kwan got shifted on at times last year. Josh Bell has been a guy who's been shifted a lot on his, a lot in his career. So those guys should all see improvements in their game this year. But, you know, the shift isn't totally banned. It just changes how people are allowed to maneuver their infield. So I still think teams will be creative in finding ways to position their players to, to make up for things. But, yeah, I think that you have a high-contact team. You have a lot of players who have had some success hurt by the shift in the past, and, and now you take that away, I think some guys here should benefit from that. 
Thank, thanks, Justin. We appreciate it, man. Yep. Good job, brother. Good we'll talk it. soon. All right. Enjoy the season. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.